Well, the not-so-Supreme Court's really been on one lately, y'all. They're cutting a transparently conservative Christian ideological swath across our country's legal landscape, totally unconcerned with making a single lick of goddamn sense along the way. It started last week with the concealed carry case in New York in which they said, you know, states don't have the right to decide things like this. And then later on the matter of the most important decision a woman could ever make, they said, we'll just leave that up to Mississippi and them. It'll be fine. On the matter of overturning Roe, they said, you know, the Constitution doesn't say anything about a woman's right to an abortion, so we got to give this to the states. Like, oh, really? Yeah, the document written 200-plus years ago, mostly by slave owners, is not super big on women's rights? That's weird. You think maybe it's because if you went back in time and asked any of those guys who were coming up with that stuff, excuse me, I have a question. Do you think a woman should have a right to... He's going to go, let me stop you right there. No. No, I don't. What the hell is that? Stone on air coming up. Completely unsanctioned by the church. Stone on air. Whatever, let's just do this. Stone on air. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Give human beings opportunity and you'll be absolutely shocked with what people do with it. Stone on air coming up. Stone on air. Welcome in, everybody. Uh, thanks for finding the Stone On Air podcast for the final day of hashtag my other month. It is June 30th. Just jumped up and ran off without me, June, but I was successful. April was great. June was great. Now what the hell do I do with the rest of my life? My name is Brian. Thanks for finding the show. Once again, with my subpar old-ass garbage equipment, give me a little bit of trouble today. Hopefully, we get through here without too many blips and hiccups on the um, recording. So far, so good. Two minutes in, even though this is take three. But I'm um, I'm going to try to stay in a, in a halfway decent mood. It's going to be difficult to do. It's going to be very, very difficult to do, to stay in a halfway decent mood. I'll go ahead and lay out the show for you here right off the top. I got a handful of things to get to here on the front end as normal. I have three pieces of audio for you here at the tail end of this open segment. The truest thing, the worst idea, and then another worst idea. I'll get to that here in about 10 minutes or so from right now, maybe a little bit longer depending on how all this unfolds. Coming up in the second segment of the show, as we as you hear this, if you are one of the thousands of people who listen to it immediately, very first thing you do on every Thursday morning. Um, as you're hearing this, eventually some point today, the new stadium deal, or at least the projections of a deal, is going to be uh, announced by the the mayor of the county. And um, I'm not sure how big of a shindig it's going to be, but the, the, the lookout stadium is going to be a thing, it looks like. I hope. That's what it appears. And... I had some back and forth with some people on this on Tuesday, long before, well, you know, not long, day and a half before I knew that there was going to be an announcement on Thursday, today, on the 30th, and uh, about a day before the announcement of the announcement, which was on Wednesday. And so I was already going to do this anyway, and so it falls perfectly for a completely topical day of release. It doesn't usually work out that well. Plus, it's a topic that I am very interested in, and I'll spend a full segment on that. On the tail end of the show, the final segment, I don't know how long this show is going to go. I'm going to try to keep it at, thir- uh, at one hour as normal, but it might go. I don't know. I don't know. I have been for a long time, but especially have been more and more recently steering this show mostly clear of politics. You're always going to have an idea where I'm coming from. My tone and my uh, my the tenor of the way that I, I talk about things, it's pretty clear the way I feel about things. But I try not to dissect that stuff too often anymore. And because mainly because it's just not interesting. Well, the final segment of the show, here's your heads up. I am going to talk row. And I am going to, I have no bullet points. I have nothing written out. I'm going to make it up as I go, and I'm going to be kind of kind of brash and asshole-ish about it. So if you don't want to hear any of that, if that's going to bring your day down, I get it. I totally get it. 
Uh, feel free to check out after the second segment. Hell, feel free to check out now. If you don't want to hear anything about the, you know, the lookout stadium doesn't mean anything to you and the extreme, or, or excuse me, the Supreme Court ruling last week, uh, you don't want to hear anything about that. Thank you for downloading the show. That's cool because at least I get credit for it. And if you don't want to hear it, I don't, I don't blame you. So I'm just giving you that heads up and I'm doing it at the tail end so I can hopefully hook you and grab you and keep you here. And, um, and I, I might say a couple things that don't surprise you but are a little different than I've said before regarding religion and the court of law and the United States. I'll just put it that way. I'll leave that tease there for you. Hopefully it works. Hopefully it hooked you. Hopefully you can't wait to be here. And so uh, thank you, though, for uh, any time you do check into the most listened to and most downloaded podcast in the city of Chattanooga, established 2016. All right, so let's jump on a few things here real quick. Um, so I've been dealing with this window unit that's out in my uh, on the garage side of my house. So it's uh, it's not ruining my life, but it's without boring you as to why it's kind of screwed up a lot of things. And it turns out uh, that my OneDrive, I didn't even know they did this. It's almost like how Snapchat and I'm sure Twitter and I guess Facebook does it too, where they give you memories and they remind you of something from the other year or whatever. Well, my OneDrive is trolling me. I wasn't sure because I've never seen a OneDrive memory before, uh, but I didn't know when I bought that AC window unit for upstairs. Well, the troll OneDrive email said it was June 27th, two years ago. So this damn thing is broken after two years. I don't buy extended warranties, and this is one of the first times maybe that that's going to come back and bite me a little, I guess. But it turns out these things are not fixable. Nobody works on these. Nobody services AC window units. And they, you know, a good one or quote unquote supposedly a good one costs like, I don't know, I think it was about 500 damn dollars. So um, it's just bizarre to me. That's something that that's that uh, expensive of an appliance can't even be worked on. And I don't believe that's true. I, I think it can be worked on. It's just so seldom does it happen as anybody put any of their time or effort into doing it. I searched throughout Facebook, recommendations, and pretty much all of it was trash it. Luckily, a friend has come to the rescue and is going to give me an older one that still works that I can get through the summer, and then I got some different heating and cooling options I'll put into the house for potentially into the budget for next year. So uh, thank you very, very much to my great friends. And um, that shifts in my next thought here. For the first time, for the first time in a long time, not ever, not the first time ever, but the first time in a long time, Facebook has transitioned back into my favorite social media. I am dead serious. I have finally weeded that thing out to where I actually enjoy scrolling and I put out actual information or questions and I get actual responses that are helpful for me now. TikTok's not even working for me anymore because the algorithm's so out of damn control. I see, you know, the political entertainment complex industry way too much. Uh, Twitter is just trash. I mean, Twitter is litter. It is awful. And Instagram thinks that it is uh, TikTok and and Twitter combined. It's a completely lost bipolar social media. And then Snapchat has always sucked. But, um, you know, yeah, I've I've weeded out people who I can't stand what the hell they have to say, even if they are actual friends, which they're really probably not. And I know the, the old argument I used to kind of subscribe to this would be, you don't want to do that, man. That's not, that's not healthy. That's not good. You don't want to eliminate people who you disagree with. Well, actually, yes, I do. I've changed my mind. Get the hell out of here. Go away. Um, there are no new hot takes. There are no, no new angles. I don't know anybody so profound, you know, such a brilliant mind. They're going to bring something to me that I wouldn't have gotten somewhere else. It is a bunch of nonsense, and I've eliminated my life from it, and it's really made for a lower level of stress. It's been very nice. I'm a grown-ass man, and I've been following the headlines literally for a living at times. You can't tell me anything I haven't already seen or anything I haven't already thought about before. So, yes, it is an echo chamber, and it is a much calmer and emotionless place to be and i really like it now one of the issues i'm having not a huge issue but a little bit is that limiting my social engagements and my news coverage that i would follow 
And um, I'm finding it harder to find topics for the show because I'm not following all the Twitter and Facebook accounts and watching all the TV shows and watching all the talking heads every night. I have eliminated it from my life. And it really does come down to every now and again, I'm like, huh, I don't really know what the hell I'm going to talk about because I'm not not following any of the trends. The only trends that I look at are on Twitter, and I I have to fight myself away from looking at all that nonsense. Um, But it's been a a nice change of pace for my social media world, and it's done a lot of good for my overall stress levels and my overall anxiety. So I was in Nashville this past weekend, went to a monster truck show at uh, Nissan Stadium, took my brother and uh, my sister's kids, so my uh, their uh, nephews, right? Yeah, about five, six years old each. And then my brother and his wife went and sat in the seats that we have for the football games, and they barely were able to tolerate about an hour. I was just trying to be cool uncle guy, but it was it was pretty cool. But Nick Lutzko was playing at the Exit Inn, and I tried to do everything I could to talk myself into going because we went to the Monster Truck Show for like an hour, and literally, and they lived 10 minutes from the stadium. So I could have easily Ubered over to the Exit Inn, caught the show. Randy Steele, local guy here in Chattanooga, was opening it. I would have loved to have seen it, and in my old, my old self, wouldn't have missed it for the world, especially that the timing just fell together so well. And I just said, I don't have another hundred dollars to spend. I mean, I do, but I'm not going to go spend this hundred dollars. You know, I'm just making up a number, how much it might cost for the next three or four hours. And I went back to my brother's and we made dinner and watched the Braves and it was a great time. But I, uh, I had the FOMO for sure, because I'd love to catch one of Nick's shows, especially on the road to see what his crowds look like. This guy is a borderline international star. It is really remarkable. Dude showed up and played at the at Wanderlinger the other month, and like you know, it wasn't even it wasn't even full. Like it wasn't even a capacity. He plays here in town, and he, yeah, you know, he's got some people that go to the shows. But he plays. He sold out two nights in Chicago. He's so he's at D, in D.C. tonight to a full room. It is really remarkable. I got to get him on to do a catch up and see where he is at. It is um, it's fun to watch from a distance. Uh, two more quick things before I get to the audio. Renewal by Anderson, you sons of bitches. Stop calling me. They're doing it again. They stopped for a little while. Just in case you're new to the show, I inquired online for some kind of service that Renewal by Anderson does, you know, replacement doors, windows, that kind of thing, and they called me off the hook nonstop. Well, it finally ended until it didn't, and it's back, and they're calling me over and over and over again starting just a couple of days ago. And I also mentioned about the Nielsen ratings book that I got recently, and I kind of, I didn't really uh, characterize it exactly. It wasn't a ratings book. It was a survey. Well, because of that survey, I have now officially gotten the ratings book. It starts today on the 30th, goes through Wednesday. They even called me. I missed like three calls. I finally answered it. Like, you know, it's really important that you make sure you follow the diary and send it in. And I was like, yeah, 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 I got you. I'm going to send it in. And I'm not going to, it's going to be totally bogus because it's such a bogus company, the Nielsen Ratings. I mean, radio has been ripping advertisers off for 100 years or however long it's been going. It's pathetic. And I'm going to put, I don't know who I'm going to put yet. Um, I'm, still, I'm still thinking about it. But I'm sure as hell not putting any of these scummy radio stations that have you know, screwed me over in the past. And I'll get their competition on there, that's for sure. So I'm going to fill it out. It's going to be very sarcastic and really mostly bullspit, <laughs> to be honest with you. And I can't wait to do it because between the letter they sent and the two books, I already have $6 in my pocket. And if I send the two books in, I get $20 more. I'll take your $26 all day long, Nielsen Ratings, you bogus frauds. I'll take your $26 and fill out the bogus-ass diary of listening to uh, no radio. I don't listen to any radio in this town because it all absolutely sucks. All right, so let's start off here with, uh, or wrap up the first segment, I should say, with the truest thing. Luckily, nobody who matters from my day job listens to this. So they will not know or they will not have exposed me for the way that I am at work often. This is one of that from that series I regularly uh, regularly put on here. Uh, Try it today. This is getting a job and it describes kind of my workday perfectly. Are you an adult? Yeah. And you need money? 
Yeah. Introducing having a job. What's that? Having a job was created in the 1800s because people were bored. But it's become a daily challenge of doing the bare minimum in order to not get fired. I do like challenges. With a job, you can pretend to work, scroll social media, and even zone out completely. But that's only working from home, right? Well, when you're in the office, you can pretend to work, scroll social media, and even zone out completely. No way! And I get paid for that? As long as you don't make it too obvious. I promise I won't. When I first got hired, I thought my job was going to be a great mix of challenging and rewarding, but now every day I spend 20 minutes doing a monotonous task and then kill time for eight hours. Try it today. <laughs> I, think that, I think that resonates with a lot of people, not just me. Sometimes I'm thinking to myself, my goodness, it's exhausting trying to look busy all day. Can I please have something to do? Of course, don't ask that question out loud. That's that's that that wouldn't go well for me or you or anybody else. Uh, this is today's first worst idea. It's better visually, but it works. This starts and it pops up the dates, uh, the month and the year as it goes through. You can just kind of visualize that. It starts in March 2020 and ends in March 2022. These are news headlines. The biggest threat to America. Oh, media scare you. This is today's first worst idea. COVID is the greatest threat to America right now. If you don't stay inside, you're a terrible person. The greatest threat to America right now is clearly racism. Racism is the greatest threat to America. You better support Black Lives Matter. You better get out in the street and scream it, say it, whatever you got to do. But the greatest threat to America right now is all of this Asian hate. Stop hating Asians. Why is everyone hating Asians? Stop Asian hate. The greatest threat to America right now is all of this hatred towards vaccines. Get vaccinated. You need to get vaccinated. If you don't get vaccinated, what is wrong with you? The unvaccinated are ruining this country. The greatest threat to America right now is the uh, misinformation. Misinformation. We have to stop misinformation. It's the greatest threat to America right now. If you're spreading it, you're a terrible person. Stop the misinformation. The greatest threat to America right now is clearly mis Russia. Russia. We have to support the Ukraine. If you don't support the Ukraine, what's wrong with you? What's wrong? What are you, some kind of terrible person? You have to support the Ukraine. The greatest threat to America right now is clearly guns. Guns. We have to stop with the guns. Get rid of your guns. Gun control. Now uh, we need it. Uh, I remember being such a uh, staunch advocator and defender of the media, and it's just, it's impossible to do anymore. It's impossible to do. And the, uh, another worst idea I need you to picture this, too. It needs a little bit of a visual. It's a guy. Just imagine the guy or you or anybody else holding their phone and just scrolling through, let's just say, TikTok or Facebook or whatever, and just getting one uh, contradicting uh, opinion after another. Make up your mind, FDA, doctors, CDC, healthcare personnel in, in, in general, the entire healthcare world. Make up your damn mind. It's another worst idea. Doctors recommend that you take a multivitamin every day to help fill the nutritional gaps in your diet. Stop taking your multivitamins. I'm a doctor. Multivitamins are chemically processed and a waste of money. Just eat more vegetables and you Did you know that pesticides in your vegetables are killing you? That's why doctors unanimously recommend that you only buy organic. That way, your vegetables are... Recent studies show there's no such thing as organic vegetables. These corporations can't be trusted. Just grow the vegetables in your backyard the way that God... Are your homegrown vegetables killing you? Okay. Probably. The factory processed seeds that you're using are full of chemicals and preserved... Okay, basically, you can't eat anything. Everything kills you. I'm just going to drink water. The microplastics in your water okay, are you slowly kidding me. <laughs> I'm telling you, follow the science, trust the science, follow your health care providers and your doctors, trust your health care providers and your doctors. Yeah, effing right. No. You get a good one, good for you. Follow the money. That's what you follow. The money, honey. All right. Let's, uh, let's talk about this stadium deal going on. Uh, looks like it's a done deal or at least a uh, projection of a done deal. That is happening as I, well, not as I speak, but potentially as you listen. And um, my interaction with some people on Twitter, including soon-to-be County Mayor Weston Wap. It's all coming up next. Stone on air. We'll be right back. Oh, darling, what juicy gossip.
I was one of the first people in our community to express skepticism a few years ago. The economics of minor league baseball stadiums are dubious, questionable at best. I think it's important for our community before we make a decision to understand that you don't have separate bond ratings. You don't get a bond rating for baseball stadiums and for schools. And so it does come down to a question of Robin Peter to pay Paul. And it's in a community where public education has been mediocre for a generation. We've proposed possibly on the exact same site, that we bring Kirkman back, that we bring City High back, maybe that they're merged and that there is for the next generation a world-class public middle school and high school that's got both a college track and a track that could take you into the trades because for a generation, we, we really have a lost generation ever since Kirkman closed uh, of tradespeople and uh, you know you pay the price if you hire a plumber for $100 an hour and, and then just across the board our workforce is taking a hit. So I, I'm not close-minded to it but I prefer to build schools and our stadiums with taxpayer dollars. That was Weston from the uh, one of the debates, Local 3 or Times 3 Press or something, a few months back. And it looks like it's a done deal. And it make no mistake, it is absolutely Jim Coppinger making a deal on his way out the door. Um, you know, if it's a deal you don't like, then you think that's wrong. If it's a deal you do like, like I do, I think it's a, I, I can't wait. I think it's awesome. Go, Jim, go. I said it the other week. Um, make it happen. And it looks like that is going to be the thing. I've got a few uh, numbers here from the earliest reports. Again, this was an announcement that's going to be coming out uh, on the 30th, June 30th, uh, the uh, Thursday, final Thursday of the month. And so I don't have the absolute latest, but I'm pretty darn close. But where this started was, was on Tuesday evening. Uh, Weston Want, man, he's a shrewd guy, dude. He knows what he's doing. That's, I'm glad he's going to be the next mayor. I voted for him. Um, I, I feel like I've become um, not friends with him, but uh, first name basis, uh, more than acquaintance kind of thing. And I, I, I value that. I think that's great. And... And he interacts with me on on Twitter occasionally, and I think that's very cool too. But I, I don't agree with him on this, but I think this is very calculated. And I think he knew that the announcement of the announcement was coming on Wednesday. No, I didn't know that. I don't think any any of us knew that. And then, you know, he also knew that the uh, the actual announcement was going to be on Thursday. So he got out in front of this on Tuesday. To lay this down, I saw it in a, in a thread on Twitter. I'm sure it was on Facebook and everywhere else. To where it is reactionary, but it is getting out in front of it reactionary, right? Like, he knows it's coming, but it's not It's not like, oh, no, look what happened. I saw this today. Here's what I think about it. It's him putting out this statement two days before it becomes an actual news event here locally. And he... he that, Weston Womp, I don't think, really cares whether there's money put towards this stadium or not. I mean, I, I don't think he's—I'm not calling him a liar. I think he believes in his convictions and his mission statement, absolutely. But he's just trying to get out here and say, hey, this wasn't my idea, guys, and I wasn't here when it happened. So he puts this out, and I'll, I won't read the whole thing. It ends up being pretty lengthy, but I'll, I'll read a lot of it and skim through it says, a coordinated multi-year lobbying effort has pushed for a new taxpayer-funded stadium for the Lookouts. The sales pitch has created a false dichotomy. Build a stadium or miss out on growth. That is nonsense. Stadiums are poor public investments. And there are countless ways our city and county could invest $80 million that would lead to more growth, lower violent crime, and improve public education. The most important roles of local government. I am not categorically opposed to a new stadium, but I am entirely opposed to a lack of transparency. Team owners and developers have chosen to keep all plans and negotiations behind closed doors with politicians because they know taxpayers are opposed. I'm not sure if that's true. I don't know if taxpayers really are all that opposed. I just don't know. Back to Weston's uh, uh, thread. The bottom line here is there are more questions than answers at this time about how a new stadium will be funded, what risks a possible recession poses, who will play at the stadium, how it will affect the Riverfront District, and Finley Stadium, what is the rush? Goes on to talk about as a conservative, crumbling infrastructure, rising violent crime, to my progressive friends who are worried about racial disparities, how does this help that? 
Uh, and that's that's basically it. A new stadium would be weighed cautiously against competing com- competing priorities after new leadership takes over county government on September 1st. Rushing approval of taxpayer funding for a new stadium will not serve developers, team owners, politicians, or taxpayers well in the long run. And so here goes a uh, a bouncing around, very, very uh, pleasant interaction on Twitter. None of this was nasty. With David Martin, who heads up a, a PR firm here in town. He's a, a well-known guy, a good dude. Uh, snuck in there at the very end of the 40 under 40, you son of a bitch. I'm just kidding. I mean, not really. Anyway, uh, just having some fun with him. Lo- love the work he's done. Uh, Weston Womp is included in this. Christian Orth, who used to work for Frank Berth in the Lookouts, is in, in this. Stephen Carter, the son of the late Mike Carter, former representative out of Ottawa, and my former producer and, uh, and photographer and videographer, uh, Nathan Gale. Just some of our thoughts on this based on that thread from Weston. From David Martin, also the new stadium or we're leaving, quote-unquote, line is weak tea. Lookout's ownership, Hardball Capital, did that in Savannah, relocated to South Carolina. What took its place? The Savannah Bananas, the most electric show in minor league sports. Sold-out season with wild community buy-in. Will be fine. That is a non-Major League Baseball-affiliated independent minor league team that does a lot of silly stuff on this on the field and a bunch of viral things that has become quite popular in savannah probably more on that as this segment continues i respond to that gimmicks bells whistles antics and viral videos are neat but for many of us the lookouts rich history in major league affiliated pro ball is important if stadiums are quote-unquote poor public investments why is it done literally everywhere all over the country? Uh, Weston Womp comes in to respond to that. If you hold teams hostage, as Lookouts owners are doing and have done before, politicians often fold. Also, it's hard to overstate the intensity of the paid lobbying efforts at city, county, state level for this deal. Again, I'm not categor- categorically opposed, I am, but I am 100% opposed to the rush. Responding from there, Chris North, former, I believe he was operations of uh, AT&T Field at one time and Finley Stadium. Both Weston and Bryant are make, Brian are making valid points. The Lookout's history and connection to the game is meaningful. Is it worth $80 million of taxpayer money in a back room with no transparency? Probably not. Put the facts out on the table and go from there. Why hide the facts? Uh, Nate Gale, I would never support another team besides the Lookouts unless it was an MLB team. I want my daughter to grow up with them as I have, and my father, and my grandfather. And then the final one that I printed off here from these uh, exchanges on Twitter on Tuesday from Stephen Carter, I am not a fan of taxpayer-funded stadiums. It's not a new idea, and it doesn't have a good track record in terms of return on investment. From Brookings, and this is what he had attached. Brookings has a book come out coming out called Sports, Jobs, and Taxes. Outside of that, I don't really know what Brookings is. But it says, case studies of the effect of specific facilities, as well as comparisons among cities and even neighborhoods that have and have not sunk hundreds of millions of dollars into sports development. In every case, the conclusions are the same. A new sports facility has an extremely small, in parentheses, perhaps even negative, effect on overall economic activity and employment. No recent facility appears to have earned anything approaching a reasonable return on investment. No recent facility has been self-financing in terms of its impact on net tax revenues. Again, I don't know where that exactly comes from and where all those studies come from. What I have realized, what I have figured out uh, throughout the last 36 hours is that depending on who's doing the research, you can find whatever information you want to help make your cause. That's what I figured out. If you want to say it's a bad idea, you can come up with all the data that shows it's a bad idea. And if you want to come up with information and real sourced data that shows that this is a great idea, you can do that as well. 
Uh, probably more on that here in a minute. This is a combination of the Times Free Press and News Channel 9 that I printed off and just highlighted a few things. Coppinger said the new stadium will cost $70 million and take up the nine acres of the 120-acre site with millions more invested in things like offices, restaurants, residential housing, and hotels. They're on the south side, the old Wheeland, Wyland, whatever it's called, Foundry. Uh, Coppinger says the city of Chattanooga and Hamilton County will each invest $1.5 million into the project. I'm missing something. It's a $70 million deal. The city and the county are going to give a combined $3 million. I'm missing something there. Uh, as part of the investment, Coppinger says Hamilton County Schools will benefit to the tune of $40 million over the 30-year life of an issued bond. So that's how he's going to spin it, that Hamilton County Schools somehow gets $40 million out of the deal. Uh, it's a project that officials hope will spur $1 billion worth of investment on the land, which is a prominent entrance to the city that could include office space, retail, restaurants, blah, blah, blah. and he says we've been working on this project since 2015. Responding to claims that the initiative hasn't been transparent, Coppinger said Wednesday that a website will go live Thursday, so that's today, June 30th, providing more details about the propo proposal. Excuse me, I can't wait to see that website uh, on, on Thursday. The project was initially taken to the public in 2017. So this is how he's kind of walking this back to say, hey, I've been working on this for upwards of five and seven years. This isn't something I'm trying to do on my way out the door. This is something I've been trying to do for you know the better part of a decade. It's kind of the way he's going with this. Quote, I'm really a little bit miffed at people who said they didn't know anything about this, said Coppinger. Everybody knew something was in the works, but it just wasn't detailed information. I'm really excited about this, if you can't tell. And the reason I am is because you have the right people to finally develop something that has been an eyesore. This is a good development for the taxpayers. It's a great investment. And, of course, asshole Tim Boyd on the county commission, who's luckily, thankfully, on his way out in just a couple of months, says, I am concerned with the optics look really bad on this project. I think it's class a classic case of bad government. It's really late in our, uh, in our term of this commission to be considering such an impactful project. We're talking about 30-year bonds, not 15-year bonds, which is the county generally does are 15-year bonds. But no, in this case, it's 30. And my, uh, my, 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 my bra, my girl, my buddy, Sabrina Smedley, actually, I'm not going to read all her words because it's long, but kind of sounds like she's closer to on board with it. So I started to look at all the different things. Field of Schemes is a great website if you want to see a little bit of information on this. Fieldofschemes.com for all the negative um, numbers and talk talking points that you want to find. It's got Titans numbers, the Washington Commanders numbers. They're talking about $30, million, $30 billion worth of economic impact in Nashville, $25 billion in, 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 uh, in the D.C. Uh, area, Virginia, Maryland area. Uh, one of the uh, writers of this piece says, Team-sponsored reports are predatory and went further with the Titans report, calling it hot garbage and not credible whatsoever. His reasoning was because it was not peer-reviewed, and it, you know, it goes on to say pretty much the typical stuff that you are used to hearing. Our findings were clear. Professional sports had no positive impact on an area's econo economy and actually harmed residents per capita incomes. And I don't believe any of that mess at all. Uh, the think tanks come up with the worst and the team sponsored, whoever is the person that puts those together are coming up with the best. And I found competing, you know, narratives back and forth and they were about a combined 160 something odd pages. So I'm not going to go. I, first of all, I don't have a team. I don't have a staff, right? Like I don't, I don't have a way to go through all these things. So I wanted to do a whole, like, here's a presentation as to why it's going to make so much money. I don't know if it's going to make a whole lot of money or not. But if you tell me, finally redeveloping that area on your way in from Nashville. I've been complaining about this since the, the foundry was actually even in use and it was not abandoned. And it didn't look like the set of a Walking Dead television zombie show on your way in from Nashville, when you come around that beautiful bend curve with the, you know, the, the skyline to your left, and then this just disgusting, decrepit, you know, tagged with gang graffiti. People would think is gang graffiti. I don't think it's actually gang graffiti, but you, that's what people are going to think. To your right 
If you cruise on, you're not, you're not going to stop in downtown Chattanooga coming from Nashville or for whatever godforsaken reason I'd be in Alabama. If you're just going to cruise on up to the ridge cut and towards, you know, northeast of the city, you're not even going to see downtown Chattanooga. All you're going to see is the bend and the set of The Walking Dead. Seriously, it's terrible looking. And it has been for two decades. But certainly since it's been abandoned for a decade and a half. And if, if this is the jumping off point, if this is the way to turn that into like a welcome center to the city, my goodness, why would we not want to do this? I am in love with the idea. And so most of the numbers I was looking at for is it good, is it bad, was based on the battery in Atlanta, or more specifically, I should say, in Cobb County in Marietta, where the Braves have moved in to um, uh, you know north of the city. And it has just been a it's been a, an amazing revenue generator. Now, they're good and won the World Series. That's something that Chattanooga can never replicate. But I did find just some quick numbers. But again, this is coming from people associated with the Braves. So, you know, can it be, it, it, is it all factual? I, I bet it is. It just depends on what kind of context you put it in. The Battery Atlanta is home to over 5,500 employees in industries ranging from the hospitality industry, sports, entertainment, and retail. Since 2015, the Braves and the Battery properties have paid $14.2 million in property taxes to Cobb County and $19.5 million in property taxes to the Board of Education of Cobb County. Approximately 9 million visitors were on site last year. They now have two Fortune 500 companies with offices at the Battery, Papa John's and a TK Elevator. Coming b- between now and 2024, there's also going to be Truist, their headquarters, and Comcast is uh, already there, I think, right? I'm pretty sure they're already there. All development around Truist Park was 100% privately funded at $1.15 billion to date. Now, those are numbers in a, you know that are going to be way higher than anything we'd ever see here. But it's a copycat model. It's restaurants. It's, it's, it's um, living. It's uh, rentals. It's condos. It's mixed use. It's going to be gorgeous. It's going to be wonderful. I cannot wait. And I think this is a great move by Jim Coppinger. And I think this is Weston Womp just making sure he clears the air. That when he steps into office, which what I believe will be his lifelong position as mayor of the county, that he was not for this, even though you'll find him in one of those suites in the opening month of the season when it opens in, I don't know what, 2025? How much you want to bet? How much you want to bet? Oh, this is a terrible idea, but he'll be there along with every other person who pretends to care that they think it's a bad idea. Um, I, I posted on somebody's, uh, on Jason Kirk's, uh, former, um, uh, coworker of mine. He said he didn't think this was a good idea for taxpayer money. I said, listen, shitty politicians waste our money all day, every day, at least in this situation, they're pu- putting it towards something that I like and I want. And that's, uh, what happened with Finley stadium. It got killed for years about all the money that the county and the city gave to build that gorgeous facility. It's outdated, I know, and it needs some work, but that gorgeous property. My life has been better and has been enriched because of that property being there, because of that stadium and because of that pavilion and because of the events that have taken place there since 1997. I was there the day it opened in 1997. I was at the 1AA National Championship in 1997, and 8, and 9, and 01, and 2, and 3, and 4, and 5, and 6, and 7, and 8, and all the way to 2009. Mox games, CFC games, high school football games, Kane Brown concerts, Leonard Skinner concert back in the day, all the events at the Pavilion, North Mississippi All-Stars for cooking on the quarter Jeff Styles event that one time. My life is better because that place is there, and I think there's many people that can say the same thing. And with this new development, many people's lives are going to be better. Downtrodden, poor, um, racially you know, marginalized. Is it going to help them? No, no, no. Still got to work on many things to help other areas of the population. But many people, I believe, are going to benefit from this. 
and I hope this is as ironclad as it sounded like it was as of press time, as they say, or as record time is right now. And that leaves me with just about a little less than 20 minutes to go down the road of Roe versus Wade. So now you have been warned. Language alert, too. Language alert for the rest of the way out. I am I have nothing prepared. I don't know exactly what I'm going to talk about, and I don't know exactly how emotional, and I don't mean like deep down. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be you know overly dramatic here. I don't know what direction it's going to go, but I'm not going to have any filters for this final segment. So there's your warning. If you're out of here, we'll talk to you again next week. If you're here next segment, then you'll hear from me then. We'll get to that. Next. Now back to more. Stone on air. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Stone on air.com. I'm here with Congressman Tim Ryan of Ohio. Uh, absolute largest governmental overreach in the history of our lifetime. Uh, we're a country of expanding rights. Now we're, you know, with the Supreme Court, we're taking rights away. Um, this is government mandated pregnancy. I mean, when you, if, if you're going to defer to the Ohio law, then the Ohio law says that if you get pregnant through rape, incest, you must bring that baby to term. And so I thought we were in a free society here, and I thought women had rights and they were free like everybody else, but evidently they're not. And the concern is, I think for everybody watching this right now, the concern is Justice Thomas, what he wrote. He wrote about going after birth control next. Right? Going after same-sex marriage next. That's the era we're living in, and I hope people are waking up. This this is terrible about Roe, but this is going well beyond that uh, if they have anything to do with it. I wish Tim Ryan would run for president. I would vote for him. Out of Ohio. If you don't remember why this song is pertinent to this topic, I'll play the portion that is... Exactly the reason for playing it at the tail end of the segment. Um, it's Everlast. It's what it's like. Uh, this is bad. Um, what's going down here is is bad, and that that's all I you know. My main top or, or point here is that this is not good for America. It is not good for the psyche of where the fragile nature of everybody's um, soul is kind of at at this point. Everybody's scared. Everybody's tired. Everybody, uh, from regardless of where where most of us are just hanging around in the middle, you know, getting nothing, stuck in the middle with you, right? While the raging lunatics on the right and left radicals are just they're getting louder every day and the the maga wing of the republican party my god the tea party could only dream of such unity and such loudness and such boldness but it does not matter what you do or do not believe about abortion itself you know it this the way this is going right now with the turbulence of everything coming up on a midterm and just a, a, a powder keg of a, a political entertainment industry culture we live in, you know this isn't good. Nobody thinks that this is good other than radical, mostly crazy, lunatic-ass Christians. That's because that's what most of these crazy evangelicals are. They are mentally in a, on another planet than me anyway. A friend of mine, I'm paraphrasing this. I wish I would have written it down so I could have said it specifically, maybe even told you exactly who it was, but it doesn't matter. I mean, it's just, you know, a friend of mine who, who is a, a very intelligent person, very much against abortion, very much a Republican, said, and again, this might be exactly what he said or it might be paraphrased, but it's he he thinks, you know, we've talked about it over the years, that you know, Roe should not be overturned. It, it's not good for lower to middle class America. It's just it's just not. It doesn't matter whether you think abortion's terrible or you think it's tolerable. It's not a good direction. And he said, if you're the type of person, and it kind of even said it in a little snide, backhanded way, but it made perfect sense. If you're the type of person that would have an abortion, you probably should. 
If you're the type of person that would happen have an abortion, you probably should. And no truer words could be spoken. That person does not need to be bringing life into this hellaciously, unforgivingly difficult world that is anywhere on this planet, but certainly in pockets and portions of the United States of America. I hate kids. I'd never have a kid to save my life. If I did accidentally get a woman pregnant, which I never will do, oh, never say never, oh, shut up, I would push to get an abortion. I, that would be my suggestion. Now, I'm never gonna, that's never gonna happen to me. Why? Because from a very early age, I understood. I still, this is where I kind of side a little bit when the, you know, the, the, the right conservative types come in and say, yeah, if you don't want to have an abortion, just don't get pregnant. You know, right? You have all these little, you know, the little buzz catch things. And I mean, to a certain degree, I get it. There's only one way to get a woman pregnant. A male and a female together, there's only one singular way to get the per the woman pregnant. If you don't do the one singular thing, then you don't have to deal with this. Unfortunately, that simply simplistic, rational thought doesn't go through the minds of young people, of poor people, of the... Uh, low to very few option population types. Uh, it's, it's just not that simple in some respects. And of course, we knew this was coming because of the leak. And I find it laughable, laughable that people are more outraged over the leak than they are the decision. Oh, we got to know who leaked it. Who gives a shit who leaked it? Shut up. Precedents don't, don't matter anymore. It's a goddamn shame that precedents and words and actions don't matter anymore, but they don't. Who cares who leaked it? The fact that this decision is being made by a stolen Supreme Court. We want to talk about the election? Oh, is it stolen? Was it stolen? Is the election fair? Was it stolen? I don't know. And I don't care. I'm done with a lot of this. I haven't watched a split second of the January 6th hearings. Not because I don't think they're important. Because I don't care. I saw what happened. I know what happened. And it doesn't matter. Because nothing's going to happen out of any of it. And I, so I don't know if the election was stolen or not. But I know that that majority of that court was. By this disgusting political process that we have in this country. Now, I'll play along with you. I'll play along with you, you, you know, the, the, the Christian types, right? The religious types. I'll play along. The, wor the world's been around for what, two, 2,022 years or whatever it is, right? Not millions of years, so B.C. and A.D. and all this. I'll play along. We've been around, what, 250 plus years now? 250 out of 2,022 ain't long, bro. This is a, this is a experiment, and experiments don't always work out. Now, it's one hell of an impressive experiment. But it's starting to unravel. This asshole, Clarence Thomas, who I believe definitely was sexual harass sexually harassing women in his office 35 years ago. This asshole is now saying it just to be a troll. I mean, the Supreme Court has turned into trolls. That there might that contraception might be next. You're so outraged. Not the you, the, the generalized you. They're so outraged that abortion is so disgustingly horrible that something that works so safely and effectively to 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 stop pregnancies, that's next. What the fuck? What the fuck is this? Seriously. And, and the fact that we allow glorified lawyers to dictate the rights and freedoms of this country as supreme law is the biggest load of bullshit I've ever heard of. And I didn't just come up with this opinion the other day. I've been questioning these goddamn lifelong appointments arbitrarily picked 
by 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 admitted by the president, regardless, you know, just by arbitrarily who it might be. Lifelong appointments. There's judges all over in different circuit courts that are that are elected to their positions. The most important ones in the fucking world. They're just there for life. This shitbag Clarence Thomas is just there for life. Because I mean, we we tend to put people on pedestals. Judges are just lawyers who have taken a couple of steps ahead in life. They're just a more accomplished lawyer. I have a lot of lawyer friends. I have about a half dozen of them, as a matter of fact. And I really appreciate them, and I appreciate their thoughts from the legal uh, legal perspective when I need to have my head screwed on a little bit better. But I was raised, not like specifically, but just being around it, my father hated lawyers. Still does. Why? Because he's been sued so many damn times. That's a him problem. But he hates a lawyer. His whole life, he's been talking all kinds of spit about lawyers. And so I kind of always had this thought of, yeah, you know, lawyers are terrible. They're lying, scoundrels, scum. And that's not entirely true, but it kind of is in some respects. I watch Better Call Saul. I've been doing this for seven years of my life. Lawyers are not always on the up and up. And a judge is just a more accomplished lawyer. This is absurd. And when I um, when I heard about it on Friday, just like everybody else, it was just a, you know, a stunner, even though it shouldn't have been. Because we knew it was coming. I went from enraged anger for a few minutes, a few minutes, a few hours, and let myself get lost in Twitter. That was a bad idea. That was poor form by me. Very much admit that and understand that that was a bad direction. I started screaming on Twitter. I, you know, I told you I, I've chilled on Facebook and I've made it a, I don't mean to use safe space as the word, the buzzword that is usually used, but it's a very calm place for me, but Twitter's not. And then later on in the evening, just an overall crappy day, it my anger shifted to just, just pure sadness. Seriously, sadness. And it lasted and it lingered. And it's almost a week later. I mean, it's I'm 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 six five and a half to six days later, and I still I still have these lingering thoughts. I still have these lingering feelings. This isn't like just some, you know, throwaway thing where, you know, oh, we let some guns go through again. Oh, and then five minutes later, you don't think about it again. This is generational stuff. This is, this is, I, I believe it's borderline terrifying. And I know some are going to be saying, Brian, you're just, you're starting to be, you know, you're, and your emotions get over you and you're, you're, you're blowing this out of proportion. I no, no. No, I'm not, because of this goddamn court. They can't be trusted. The extreme court of the United States. They can't be trusted. And when ideology and religious zealot zealotry takes over, you, you're scaring the shit out of me. I hate religion. I hate religion. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate everything about it. The bullshit stories, the indoctrination of, 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 of children into this nonsense. Guy I work with, I've told, told this story many times. I'll condense it down to 30 seconds. He's a pastor. He's a, a, a motivational speaker, a singer. Spreads the word of God. He's one of my best friends at work. We talk about it sometimes. Sometimes we don't talk about my terrible behavior we talk about his he drinks he's not you know but he, he is he's a man of God and I, I love him and I think that's so awesome for him that he's found something in his life that means so much to him but he's not one of these psychos he's mentally deranged evangelical loony bins and I've, I've had conversations over the years about this debates maybe even borderline arguments where someone's like, this isn't a religious issue. This is a murder issue. We don't want babies murdered. Okay, fine. All right. I'll let you have that. I get it. The loudest and the majority of this is coming from the whack-ass conservative evangelicals. That's where this is coming from. 
bimbo Bert out in Colorado is now just on this warpath of saying church should be more included in state. Church should be directing the government on how to govern. That's her next radical bullshit to be saying in the entertainment complex of the of the political spectrum. They are doubling down. They're watching each other get louder and more extreme by the moment, and they're doubling down on this. We, are, we do not have a separation of church and state. It, it, we never really have, and we sure as hell don't now. This court is out of control. This court is absolutely, pathetically useless. Ideological, religious beliefs are now packed in that court. Banning birth control might be next. What the fuck? If this erosion of human rights and um, bias in the Supreme Court doesn't concern everybody walking around, then everybody walking around is not paying attention. And I'm not over here super Democrat guy. I'm so pissed off at the Democrats I can't see straight. I don't know where to go with my ideological following and, and voting for the rest of my life. This, this is generational now. I'll be an old dying ass man before anything ever gets changed. And by that time, I won't even care. But now I do. This is a tax on the poor. This is going to affect welfare. This is going to affect social security. This is going to affect middle class to lower middle class to the poor. It's not going to affect anybody in the higher end of the population. And the Republicans act. They double down and triple down on the bullshit that they're spewing. And the, and the Democrats just sit around and twiddle their goddamn thumbs for 30 years. This thing could be codified forever ago. You don't think the minute that the Republicans aren't distracted by some kind of other bullshit they're doing, like some, you know, which will start to be impeachments of, of, of Joe Biden starting at the beginning of next year and whatever else they can do to smash pots and pans together. You don't think that they're going to make a nationwide ab ab abortion ban, a federal law? You don't think that's next? Of course it's next. And as soon as they have that power, which they will have it, they'll do it. They won't sit on it for 50 fucking years. Fucking so I respect anybody who practices religious beliefs and it if it brings them, you know, happiness and 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 meaning to life with them and their family, I I, I appreciate that and I love that. But if it's much more than that and it starts turning into this extreme nature, fuck you and your stupid fucking religion. Again, sorry, not the you you. Fuck them and their stupid fucking religion. I don't, I don't, is there a God and religious beliefs to me are two completely different conversations that I don't ever, ever want to have, but they're two completely different things. Is there a deity? Is there a higher power? I don't know. But when I say this, I mean it. And I've never said this before. This I've never been this matter of fact and this nasty and yelling on a podcast in my life. And if it's, a, if I'm, I apologize to a certain degree, but the question of, is there a God I mean this sincerely. There better not be. There better not be one. Not if this is the product of the of the, the deity's creation. I don't need a higher power for a meaning in life. I am my own God. I am the person that I am here to satisfy in life and try to uh, and bring meaning to life and bring meaning to others and loved ones and family and friends in my life is there a god <laughs> there better not be one is all i have to say and that's it i need to quit i'm, I'm starting to get scattered and and frustrated and it's been going on for almost a week and it's not going to go away this frustration is not going to go away and i don't consume any of this so it's not like i'm sitting around all day like Flipping the channels like, ah, oh, screw you, Fox News, ah, oh, screw you. No, I'm not even doing any of those things, except for that one day on Friday on Twitter. Thank you for sitting through this. Thank you for listening to this show. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being kind. Thank you for being fair. Thank you for treating people properly. And there's still a lot of, of us good ones around. 
you and me and us and ours, they're around. And this isn't about agreeing or disagreeing. Um, I, I get it. Abortion sucks. It's terrible. It's stupid. It's awful. Wish it never happened. The, to, for me, this is not even about that. I mean, it is, because that's what tipped it over. But I, I'm not going to argue with you that abortion is, isn't, is, isn't terrible. Of course it is. I'm just worried. That's it. I got to run. Love you. Bye. Come